0: Good morning. Well, over the last few months we've been studying in Leviticus, but today we're starting a new place. The Lord has finished our study in Leviticus. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did studying in, in this place and drawing deeper to his truth. Today we're going to be in John, the Gospel John. It's going to be on page 1220 in your Bibles. Page 1220. The Gospels begin the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Well, over the last few months, we've been studying kind of interesting to think about in the four Gospels, that Matthew begins his, uh, his uh, gospel with the birth of Jesus. And then Mark and Luke actually begin the Gospels with John the Baptist. But John begins the gospel with a totally different place. He begins in what is beyond... Our understanding in the beginning, so we're going to talk about that today, and um, I think God will open our understanding to some fullness of what John is writing about. So let's begin in verse one. John one one it says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." This is a very familiar passage, one that we've heard many times, but sometimes we don't understand the fullness of what the writer is trying to say to us. So we want to take these words and look at them today in a little deeper place. In the beginning, these were words that John was writing that would draw people back to the understanding of creation. So if you want to put your marker here, we're going to be in John a lot today, but let's go back and look at just Genesis 1-1, it's on page 1, just to be reminded of exactly what John was saying to us. Genesis 1-1, page 1. Chapter 1 of Genesis is the unfolding of the creation. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, And it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters from which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, so it was." And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place, and let dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and get, and gathering the, together the waters he called seas, and God saw it was good. And it goes on and God begins to bring forth the grass and the trees and the animals. And this account we're very familiar with. So were the Jewish people that John was writing to and the Gentile people that were understanding this new truth. And so as John writes, he's talking about this place In the beginning, God created. He's reminding us of this situation. In the beginning, Elohim, God the creator, created, brought forth life on this earth. Then he says, in the beginning was the word. So God is taking us back to an understanding that he's saying, before the world was formed, Before life happened, in that beginning was the Word. The Word. This Word in the Greek is a word, logos. And logos is a word that, when I grew up, I heard of two understandings of God speaking. The rhema word, which is when God speaks... And the written word, Logos. And I thought that was the fullness of the definition. But as I've worked through and grown in what God's understanding of this word is, over and over it has enlarged. And as I studied this week, it has enlarged even more. And I pray that you will grab hold of what he is saying today. Because what is he trying to say to us? That before the beginning... Before anything was, was the Word, was this Logos. So this understanding of Logos, it is words, it is speech, it is the written Word, all of that is true, but it is more than just language, and it's even more than just the written Word of God, it is beyond that. As I begin to study this word, the Greek understanding for this word comes to a place of understanding more than the words spoken, more than the words written down, but also the thoughts, also the understandings, also the ideas, also the concepts, also the plan and purpose. In the beginning was the Word. God's thoughts. God's ideas. God's plan. You see this word Logos really embodies all that God is and could be. So this word is beyond anything I can even Grab hold of it is all God could possibly even think or be. It embodies this place of the fullness of God, the fullness of God. I want you just to think about that a minute. The word in the beginning was the word. The fullness of who God is, his every thought, his every idea, his plan, and his purpose. This word comes from the Old Testament understanding. So this Greek word comes out of an Old Testament understanding of Dabar. And in the Old Testament, this was often the spoken word of God. But beyond the spoken word, it was his thoughts. It was his understanding. It was all he was. I want you to turn with me to a place that I think helps us to understand how the Old Testament communicates this idea. So turn with me to page 706. Leave your marker here. We'll come back to John. And it's Psalms 119. starting in verse 49 of 119, and actually the psalm, this word is all-inclusive of this understanding. It says, remember the word to your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. So I want us to kind of change up some understanding here and use this understanding of Lagos, the fullness of God, but his very thoughts, his very idea, his very purpose, his very plan. And I want you to least listen to this. Remember the plan, the purpose to your servant. Give me your purpose. Give me your understanding. Upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. For your plan has given me life. Look over to the next page in verse 89. It says, Forever, O Lord, your plan, your word, is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances, for all are your servants. If you turn the page to one hundred three, it says, How sweet are your words to my taste? If you have take this understanding, how sweet are your plans, your purpose. Your total being. You see, logos are the words, the thoughts that have been brought forth. But beyond even the thoughts that have been brought forth, they are the thoughts and the concepts and the precepts before the thoughts are even given. The ideas, the understanding. It's kind of a mind-blowing truth. But I want to take you to, back to um, John, so flip back where your marker is to John 1. I thought while you're turning back there, this is such a great time. We've been studying in the book of Leviticus, and as you remember, the book of Leviticus actually holds the words of God more than any other book in the Bible. It speaks and just flows forth with the words of God over and over again. The Lord said to Moses, and he tells Moses what to say to the children of Israel. He is bringing forth his word, so as we've been studying in Leviticus, I thought, how important is it, Lord, that we move from that understanding to move to John, to understand what he's saying about God's word? What does he want from us to understand from this place? So as we go back to John 1.1, 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the word the plan and the word was with God. The plan and the purpose was always with God. And then he says, and the word was God. So we began to understand that this word was God, but Then we want to understand more fully what that's saying to us. I want you to look down at verse 14. He begins to open this understanding and this concept up to us. He said, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word became flesh. The Word became flesh. The plan... The purpose that God has became flesh. Turn, Leave your marker here and turn with me to Matthew 1. It's on page 1111. The word became flesh. The plan, the purpose. Starting in verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God with us. She says, You will call His name Jesus. In the Hebrew, Yeshua. It means Yahweh is salvation. His plan his purpose god is with us you see as we turn back and look at first john in the beginning was the word it's jesus but jesus is the fullness of god's purpose and plan before the creation of the world his purpose was going to be Fulfilled through Jesus. And the Word was with God. Jesus was with God. His purpose and His plan was with God. But then it says, and the Word was God. In the Greek, this says even more clearly it says, God was the Word. God was the Word. Then he tells us in verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You see, the purpose in understanding this so clearly is sometimes there are people who believe Jesus is not fully God. There's religions out there. that would argue with this point and this understanding clearly. And they believe Jesus was a lesser being than God. And they believe that he was possibly even a prophet. And they believe he was a good teacher. And they believe many, many things about him, but they do not see him as equal with God. And I think what John is telling us is so powerful and we have to understand it fully that as we go on to understand all that is taught in the, in the book of John, we have to have this as a foundation because he is not saying that he is a prophet. He is not saying that he is a lesser God. And some would say that Jesus, some, some religions even says that it says here that he is a God, a smaller God. He is not a smaller God. That is not what the Greek says. The Greek says that the Word was God. The Word, Jesus, the plan before the beginning of anything was that God himself would pour out himself in the flesh. Jesus. Many years ago, God gave me a demonstration, and I still think it has such power in it today. And we were talking to someone who didn't believe that Jesus was God. They said, how can three be the same as one? How can the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit all be one? We don't understand that concept, and I said it's not an earthly concept. It's a divine understanding that our minds struggle with being able to hold on to. But the Lord sitting there talking to this person said, I want to give you an illustration you can give to them. And to this day, I have loved this illustration. He said, take a bottle, a, a pitcher or a glass of water, and in that glass of water, drop a few drops of red food coloring. And this would represent the father and you see as the as the red goes down and as it begins to penetrate you see how it represents the father and then he told me he said take the blue and this would represent jesus and you drop a few drops in the water And it also begins to work its way down. They're not really mixed. You can still see the separation. They have different functions. One brings red. One brings blue. He said, then take the yellow and drop just a few drops right between them and the yellow. And this would be the Holy Spirit. All three separate functions. He said, Now stir them up, and the three become one. The three are one the Father, the Son, and the Spirit God. This is the concept that John is trying to help us to understand. He's saying right here that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The plan, the purpose that would be manifested in Jesus is with God. But beyond that, he goes on to say that The Word was God. Beyond just being with God, Jesus is God. Sometimes I've heard people say, well, do you pray to the Father? Or do you pray to the Son? Or do you pray to the Holy Spirit? And I go, yes. You see, we have this idea that when we're praying to the Father, we're not praying to Jesus. Or if we're praying to Jesus, we're not including the Father. Or if we're praying to the Holy Spirit, we've somehow left them out. It's not true. What John is helping us understand is that the plan, the purpose before the beginning of time, that Jesus would manifest this plan... And would come and dwell with his people. And he is God. It's not a portion of God. It is God. This person talking to us that day, they said, I see what you're saying. But if you were really a good chemist, you would be able to divide these colors back out. I said, absolutely. There are three, yet one. So you can divide them out for their function, but they never lose what they are together, and that is God. The fullness of his purpose and And his plan. And that is what John is saying to us. He is saying that Jesus was God. This word was. I looked this up. Because you might have some misunderstanding about this word. It doesn't mean that he was and never was again. That's not what this word is. This word uh, in the Greek means to be, yet already exist. This word was means it already exists, yet it is to be. In other words, it was, and it is, and it will forever be. That's the understanding of this Was. In other words, it reminds us of Revelation when it says, He was and He is to come. It's fulfilling today, yet it will continue to fulfill in the future, but it already was in the past. God. I want to address one other thing in this verse 14. It says, And the word became flesh and dwelt, tabernacled among us. And we beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This word begotten gets misunderstood sometimes and oftentimes some other religious groups use this to say, Jesus, right here, was a created being by the Father. They say he actually was not before time, but that he actually began here in this place when he was born. And God would not be defined in a period of, of birth and death. God is beyond that. But some use this, to tr- this word to try to help you uh, be confused about that. But this word begotten, monogenesis, means unique, one of a kind. It doesn't mean begotten as we think of having been birthed out of a father here on this earth doesn't mean that his birth defined where he was. What it's saying is he is unique. He is one of a kind. He was unique of the Father. He had a purpose from God. Yet he is God. I want to take you to a couple of scriptures to help us to understand the fullness of how Jesus came, taking the purpose and the plan and manifested who God is in the life of a human. So let's look at Colossians 1. It's on page 1353. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to go one other place before we go there. Go to John 17, uh, verse 5. It's on page 1245. John 17, verse 5. We'll talk about this chapter a little a few weeks later as we come to this place. But looking at just verse 5, it's, it's where Jesus is praying for his disciples. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And verse 5 says, and this is Jesus talking, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Glorify me together with yourself. Why? Because they are God. They are one. They are not separated beings. They are one with three purposes people a part of God. Three yet one. And he says glorify yourself, to, uh, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Before the beginning. John is, is continuing this understanding. Now turn with me to this Colossians thir, uh, on page 1353. Colossians 1. Colossians 1, we're going to start in verse 15. Paul is writing here. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He is the image of the invisible God. Is Jesus God? Yes, he's the image. He is manifesting the image of who God is. Jesus. Fully God, fully man. He is manifesting the image of who God is. He is the image of of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Verse 16, for by him all things were created that are in the heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. So a little while ago we read in Genesis 1.1 where God created The heavens and the earth and the trees and the animals. And we see where God, Elohim, created. Yet right here Paul writes and he says, For by him, Jesus, all things were created. So did God create the heavens and the earth? Or did Jesus? Yes. Yes. God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. Jesus, who is fully God, created all things. The heavens and the earth. Verse 17 says, And he is before all things... And in him all things consist. He is before all things. He was before the beginning. John writes, in the beginning, why? Because we don't know what was before the beginning, but in the beginning, bam, he already was. When the beginning of the beginning of the beginning happened, he already was. Now look with me with Colossians 2, 9, just a little further uh, down that page. Colossians 2, verse 9, it says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So Jesus is saying, in my body, in my humanness, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and power. And is the head of all principalities and power. Turn with me back to I want to go back to this one, John seventeen five. I want to read you one more place there. It's on page twelve forty five. So a while ago we read verse five. It's on page 1245, John 17, 5. Now I want to read verse 5 and 6 together. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Now listen, verse 6. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. I have manifested your name to men. Jesus is saying, I am you, that men might know you. I am the fullness of who you are. I have manifested who you are to men. Let's look at First John one. It's on page thirteen ninety eight. First John one one. Page thirteen ninety eight. John writes in in. 1 John, he's writing, that which was from the beginning, there again, he says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. He's saying, we've the one that was from the beginning, the creator of all things, the one who is beyond time, he's saying, we, which we have heard, And which we have seen with our eyes. We know him. We've seen him. We've listened to him. Which we have looked upon. And our hands have handled. We've touched him. Concerning the word of life. Concerning the purpose. Your purpose. Your plan. Jesus. The word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus. He's making this very clear. He's saying, God, Elohim, who was before the beginning of time, you have made him a human. You've made him man. And we've been able to see him. And we've been able to talk to him. And we've been able to touch him. And we've been able to know him. And we've known you, the Father and the Son, God. Because you have worked out your purpose, we've been able to know. Now look on down to uh, in First John chapter four, verse two. Turn the page over on page four hundred and one. It says, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses, I'm sorry, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. What he is saying here so powerfully is that you have to grab hold of the fact that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, is God. And he has come in the flesh that God has come to dwell among his people. That's what he was saying earlier in John 1.14. He says he's come to dwell. God, God, the creator of all things, has come to dwell with his people, made manifest in Jesus. And he's saying, in order for you to say this, you have to be of the Spirit, in order for you to truly understand this. This is a concept that you can't understand unless God downloads that to you through the Spirit. Now let's read verse 2 again. By this you know the Spirit of God. You know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is not of God. So if you're not seeing that God is who he is, and that he has come in the flesh of Jesus Christ, and you won't agree that Jesus is God, It says it's the spirit of the Antichrist and this is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard was coming and is already in the world. Who is Jesus to you? Look at John 5 verse 7. It says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father The Word and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And these three are one Elohim, Jehovah, the God of the Old Testament. You see, you cannot divide out Jesus from who God is. He's one. But I want to tell you something. Because of that, you can't divide out the Old Testament from the New Testament. Because they are one. I've heard people say, you know, we follow Jesus' laws. This goes against every thought of that. Because Jesus' laws are Yahweh's laws. Are God's laws or Jehovah's Laws? The Old Testament was all completely about Jesus. The New Testament is about Jesus. They're all about God. Turn with me to first Timothy page thirteen sixty two. 1 Timothy 2, verse 3, says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. In the sight of God, our Savior, God and Savior, they're the same. Now look at a, a just a little across from that, chapter three, verse sixteen. Says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested. In the flesh. God. Was manifested. In the flesh. Justified in the spirit. Seen by angels. Preached among the Gentile. Believed on in the world. Received up in glory. Jesus. God was manifested. In the flesh. Of Jesus. God's plan. God's perfect plan, God's purpose was all logos Jesus is that word if you look on over to 410 just a a little bit over there it says for to this end we both labor and suffer reproach Because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially those who believe. Because we trust in the living God. The one manifested. The one we can see. They said, we've seen. We've touched him. We know him.
1: And he's God.
0: I want to return to the John, um, the Gospel John on page 1220. And I want us to read starting in verse 1 with this understanding a little more fully. <clears throat> so you have your marker there. It says, in the beginning was the word, the plan, the purpose, Jesus And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him was life. I looked up this word life. There's a couple of words you can use for life in the Greek. But this word, this word means physical and spiritual. In him is physical life. In him is spiritual life, eternal life. I think it's very powerful that as John is writing here, he is helping us to understand who God is. He is helping us to understand who Jesus is and that they are one. And then he comes very boldly and he says, in him was life. Your physical life came from him, and he offers you eternal life. It says, the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. The darkness can't comprehend what has happened, how God has pulled this plan and his purpose together. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into this world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and he beheld And we beheld his glory and the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In him was life. There is no life outside of Jesus, it was God's plan before the foundation of the earth. Before anything was made, this foundational truth was already in purpose, was already being manifested. God's design from the beginning of time was for Jesus to come and for him to be the way and the truth, and the life. That you might come and have eternal life through him. There is no other way. There is no other understanding. Jesus. The word was God. And he dwelt among us. you'll stand with me please
1: You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. can contend. You're the only God. He's nameless. Praise will never end. You're the only God who's worthy of everything we can give. You are God, but that's just. Unstoppable, that's what you are
0: morning. Well, over the last few months we've been studying in Leviticus, but today we're starting a new place. The Lord has finished our study. And He is God. It's not a portion of John one one, page thirteen ninety eight. Good morning. John writes in in First John. over well, the last few months, which was from, from the beginning, in but today we're again, starting says, that a new place. The, the Lord has finished our step, which we have heard, which we have seen with our is eyes. God, He's saying we. The one that was from the beginning. It's not a portion
1: of God.
0: After a little it is God Page thirteen ninety eight. Good morning. John writes. In, in, Page First, first 98, I which the John writes in the church who is Jesus to you? Look at John 5, verse 7 it says for there are three that bear witness in heaven the father the word and the holy spirit and these three are one good morning this word was, I looked this up because you
1: might have
0: Look at John, look at John seven, five, verse seven. It says, For there and these three are one.
1: More and this word I looked
0: it up and it's more I look for that I look so fast. Good morning. Well, over the last few months, we've been studying in Leviticus, but today we're starting a new place. The Lord has finished our study in Leviticus. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did studying in, in this place and drawing deeper to his truth. Today we're going to be in John, the Gospel John. It's going to be on page 1220 in your Bibles. Page 1220. The Gospels begin the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Good morning. Well, over the last few months, we've been studying in Leviticus. But today, we're starting kind of interesting a interesting place. The Lord has in the finished Godforses, our study in Leviticus. But I Matthew hope you enjoyed you as much as I begins did. Begins his studying uh, in his, uh, his place and drawing deeper to his the birth truth. Of Jesus. Today we're going to be in and John. Mark and Luke begin again. It's the going to be on page 12, 20 the in your Bibles, page twelve twenty. But John begins the gospel with a totally different The place. gospels he begins begins the New in Testament beyond our understanding in John. The beginning. So we're going to talk about that today. And, um...
1: Well, over the last few months, we've been will our, our understanding, understanding Africa, today to. today we're starting to kind of John in writing, writing
0: about. In the so let's so begin in verse, verse John John year, 1, John 1, 1, begins his, his day in the beginning was the his gospel Word, gospel and, the word and the Word was with God, the and the Word to was in God, and the Word Mark and Luke is a very familiar passage, one that we've heard many times, but sometimes we don't understand the fullness of what the rider is We're trying to say, say to totally us. Different so we want we'll to take these words and, and look at them, them today the in a little more deeper understanding. understanding.